Welcome to the Elevated Producer Podcast, a place where mortgage originators come to gain the knowledge and skills to elevate all aspects of their lives. On this podcast, we share productivity tips and tricks from our personal experience, from what we've learned from others, from books, from media, and anywhere we find inspiring ideas that elevate us, because education is the key to originator freedom. I'm your host, Chad Ogburn, and I am a 19-year veteran of the mortgage industry, an award-winning loan officer, and a certified mortgage planning specialist. My co-host, Cheryl Bromschwager, is a vice president, a producing branch manager, a certified mortgage planning specialist, and a proven mortgage coach with Nova Home Loans. Are you guys ready to elevate your game? Then let's do this. Welcome, everyone, to the Elevated Producer Podcast. We're glad you're here. I'm your host, Chad Ogburn, and with me, as always, is Cheryl. Welcome, Cheryl. Hey, Chad. How's it going? Really good. I'm excited. You know what this is? This is our 25th podcast. 25! That's right. I cannot believe it. 25. That is fantastic. I know. We're having some fun. I mean, they're not all fantastic, but... I think that, you know, we get better as we go and we've certainly been having fun with it and, you know, kind of our experiment of our podcast, but I'm excited to get to 50. Yeah, I can't wait. And then on from there to 100. Yeah, I'm having a blast, um, you know, learning a lot and sharing a lot. And I think it's I just think it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Well, and speaking of fun, we had a great time at Nova's sales rally not too long ago and had we, a, did. we had a phenomenal keynote speaker one of two but he was awesome yeah i really enjoyed him you know i wasn't sure what to expect when you see that there's one speaker for about 4 hours of the <laughs> of the uh, conference but steve scanlon was amazing and he was an engaging speaker he had a great topic about stilling the lizard brain which I didn't even know anything about until I took his little quiz that he gave us. And now I've commented and used it like multiple times in the last couple of weeks in day-to-day conversation if, with my family. I even had my sister take it. It's been a really fun uh, conversation piece for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, what I, I like about him is, you know, so many times when you go to something and there's a keynote speaker and it's it's really raw, raw, and you leave really pumped up, but then you get in the way of yourself again, or maybe not everyone does, but I, I, I tend to. And so his the stuff that he left us with was, for me, were really tangible ways to get out of the way of myself, for lack of a better description. I totally agree. And we don't see that when we're in it right and so this whole lizard brain really is that there's some things that are working against us right to keep our rational minds from reacting in different ways whether it's emotion or instinct and so what we did is we had to first identify what resonated most with us in our lizard brain and then how to maybe counteract that or some strategies and tools around dealing with that and then dealing with people that had opposite lizard brain uh, characteristics. Right, right. So yeah, we went, we took um, a quiz towards the end of his of his uh, talk 
and it's from lizardquiz.com. If you guys want, go check it out. It is um, it's eye opening. I really thought so. Let's go ahead and let's let's talk through um, a little bit about what are the main the four main parts or, or four main characteristics, I guess, of a lizard brain. Yeah, I think the overall right, like we look at how does the brain think and uh, how does everybody think differently, right? Well, that's the beauty of, of where we are um, in life is that everybody has different thoughts and opinions and nobody's wrong or right, but we place more emphasis in different areas. And so the lizard brain basically says that there's four characteristics. And the first one would be familiarity. And that means, you know, things that are familiar, obviously, <laughs> right? Um, things that, you know, you're comfortable with. You're not outside that comfort zone. The other one is uh, habits. So you like to do things the same over and over again. You get into a habit. We talk about that being successful, right? Habits of successful people. What right. do we do over and over and over again consistently that lead to success? Right. The other, yeah, the other one is control. So do we have to have control of the situation? And most people would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Especially salespeople, right? We do have control issues many a time because we want everything to go right. And then that leads us into the next one and the, the fourth one of actually being right. And that one is, you know, could be challenging for, for uh, someone with familiarity or habits to deal with, someone who's always right. So it was a really fun exercise to do the quiz. It takes, gosh, a minute, maybe two, to right. go through the questions and then get kind of get your score and figure out where you are within the four and what's your dominant. Yeah, it was really neat. And, you know, the the concept behind these ones are these are the things that in the past of, you know, in, I'm ta talking 20 years ago, I'm talking about, you know, millennial, two millennial ago, uh, even further back is is it's what helped keep us alive. So if we were always around things that were familiar, then if something, you know, a predator came and and came into that scene, it was easier to recognize. And, you know, the habits that we had were the things that kept us alive, good or bad, you know, controlling the situation and, and being right. All of those things, that's what they're for. But as we evolve as a species, that part of us didn't necessarily evolve along with us. And it's not always a benefit anymore that those things uh, control us. And so we have to learn how to overcome it and control that. Yeah, and I think that that's hard, especially when, you know, we are in one of the other kind of four quadrants of the brain, right, where if that's where we're high in. So, for example, when I took the test, I was high habit. So I like creating habits, doing the same things over and over again, uh, because I find success in that. I find comfort in that. I find control in that, right? right. But my least was being right which you know you ask anyone that i live with and they would be like well that's not correct <laughs> and you said yes it is oh no that's not right <laughs> right yes i gotta be right uh but it, it's funny that you know when you have someone else take it too and and what their scores are you're like oh yeah i totally see that right so from the outside people would be like oh yeah i totally get that so for us, right, doing what we do every day, I think it's this lends itself well to not only knowing ourselves 
and what our lizard brain looks like, but what do our customers' lizard brains look like? Because if I'm a high habit and I'm talking to a customer who's always right or always has to be in control, they're not going to appreciate the fact that I like habits. They want to always be right, and I want to just keep telling them over and over what we're gonna do. Right. So it's an interesting dynamic there, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's it's interesting too when we're trying to be advisors to people. And so we have, you know, two of these right off the bat, you know, being right in control. If someone's in high one of those and they're our customer, they might really struggle with us bringing them advice um, or accepting our advice if it's not something that that they thought of or, or, or was in their wheelhouse. Um, and so those two right there can be it. And then conversely, if we're trying to get new agents and we're, you know, we're not familiar to them and they don't have a habit of working with us, well, then how do we break into that realm as well? So yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, because for example, right, if an agent is high familiarity, they don't want to meet new people. They don't want a new loan officer calling saying, let's go to coffee and let's work together and I can help you build your business, right? And so that's foreign and unknown to them. And so how do you overcome that, right, to meet new people and create new relationships if you don't know what you're dealing with is someone who loves familiarity? Right. So, you know, have you had you've had some success recently, right, with kind of chatting with new new folks now that you've embarked on being a loan officer again? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I actually just um, uh, got a coffee this week with a agent um, who did 26 buy sides last year. So um, big number. Yeah. And um, what actually did it for me is that we are um, it turned out that our kids go to the same school. And so I was able to use that familiarity. I actually said, uh, you know, she didn't pick up the, the phone the first time I called and the uh, first couple of times I called. And one of the, the things I always left in the message was, is I'm looking to expand to get to know more people within my community. And so, you know, continuing to, to reiterate that if she is with familiarity or with habits, if that's one of her higher ones, um, that's going to resonate. And sure enough, when I was talking to her, she said, yeah, I'm just excited to get to know somebody else in, in the community. <laughs> so oh, you literally just said what I said verbatim back to, to me. So that was, that was, <laughs> was kind of nice. But it, you know, as I look through this and I think about that and I have a, a, an agent that I worked with prior, we didn't send, he didn't send business my way. We just literally had one deal together uh, five weeks before I got out of originating and I've been calling this guy and I think I'm on my fifth or sixth call to him and never even picks up the phone uh, when I mm. call. But it, it dawned on me as you were talking through this that if if they are do have familiarity or habits, it could take a long time before they're like, oh, yeah, I know Chad because he calls me every week. Right. So don't give up. Right. right. I mean, you don't want to be a stalker. Right. And you don't want to be, you know, too aggressive. But I would say don't give up. And, you know, because some of the questions, it's really fun in this lizard quiz, talk about, um, you know, to, to give you the score, right? Are you high control, high being right, high familiarity or high habit? Um, some of the questions are really funny. And so like one of them is, I'm really bothered when people show up late for meetings, right? Okay, so would you be bothered by that, Chad? 
Um, not really. They show up late. I guess it okay. depends on how late they are, but yeah, five or ten minutes that doesn't bother me. Right. So then, like control, right? That would be something maybe in that question that you know it would not be high for you. Right. But if you are meeting with a realtor and you do get that first meeting and you're late and that guy is spinning or that gal is starting to spin, right? Like what? How, how do you come down from that? Right. How do you come down from you're late for a meeting and the guy or girl that you're meeting with is high control and is like done before you've even started? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. And do you know the answer? <laughs> I'm not sure I do, to be honest. <laughs> right. Well, I think, you know, that's when it applies to whether we're dealing with our referring partners or even our borrowers, right? So we've got to learn to read people and we've got to learn to how to respond and create dialogue around our differences as well as our similarities. So, for example, in that case, right, if I see that that guy or gal is starting to spin because I was late, instead of saying, I'm sorry I was late and making up some sort of an excuse, I probably would acknowledge it and say, thank you so much for your patience. Yeah. Right? Thank right. you so much for waiting for me. And so acknowledging that you screwed up, right, it was inconvenient for them and how grateful you are that they waited. Yeah. Yeah. Because if, if they are in control, then that basically is giving it back to them by, by, you know, you're telling them, hey, thank you for your patience. And so they're thinking, you're right. I am the one in control because I've been patient with you being late. Totally agree. And they don't want to hear an excuse, especially like, oh, their traffic was terrible. Oh, there was an accident. Right. Well, if you live in Colorado, traffic's always terrible and there's always an accident. Right. So we should we should plan for that. Right. Sure. So maybe you know maybe that's an idea. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's I think that's a great idea. Um, and and so how how are some ways that we can that you have found if you have that you can start identifying in others some of these traits like oh they really you know like to be right or their their habits are, <laughs> are there some cues that you've been able to pick up on. Well, I think it's probably a work in progress for me, but it could come, you know, these questions in this little lizard brain quiz are great questions to get to know people, especially when you're just trying to build a relationship. You know, you don't even have to go to the test, right? But you could write down a couple of them and then in conversation, you know, throw them in to kind of get the reaction or gauge the, um, uh, the answers. So like, for example, um, you know, I'm cautious with how I spend my money, right? So that might be somebody who is, uh, who likes familiarity, who likes control and who likes habits, right? Right. So you could be like, Ooh, which one is that? Right. I'm cautious with how I spend money. So then the, the conversation could revolve around, um, hey, I chose this coffee shop because I've got a, a frequent buyer card and I'd love to treat you to coffee, right? Ooh, okay, well, they're cautious. Or do they just like the coffee? Or is this their home turf because it's familiar? So you could start digging into more questions to have conversation. You know, you're, you want information about them because truly you want to get to know them. And again, whether it's a customer referring partner, but some of these open-ended questions can really lead to great conversation. 
Yeah, that is, you know, it's so funny that you picked coffee because I have a coffee <laughs> appointment this coming Thursday with an agent from my church too. And when I suggested there's a Starbucks near our church, I, I suggested that one. Uh, in our church, we have um, a rest. It's only open on Sundays, but we have a restaurant. But every morning they have free coffee there. And he's like, why don't we just meet um, at the restaurant at the at the church because the coffee's free. So it's interesting oh. that, that one because <laughs> it's got me thinking, okay, so he's he's frugal. That's good. You know, right. And cautious about spending money, you know, and then maybe you can have a conversation around that. Maybe you're maybe you'll find out that, you know, he's saving for college. Right. Or he's really trying to, you know, put money, more money towards marketing or he's trying to lose weight. Right. Who knows? Right. 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 How, how that can um, go into great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there was another one on here that I really liked um, and it said you're having a party at your house you would have no problem letting someone else do all the shopping for it like is that like you or is that not like you that is not like me at all <laughs> really and that is so like me if I literally could have someone plan the party do the party chef the party work the party hostess the party I'm in that's funny yeah that would because I actually, as soon as you started saying that one, I remember that one for the test. And that, that one really um, stirred something in me because I'm like, no, you're, someone's not coming into my home and bringing everything to put the party together. That's what I do, which is really interesting as I say it Very, out. Right? Because I would, I'd be like, oh yeah, my house is great. I'll host, but I need somebody to like, like be the, the catering manager, the event planner right right i'll write the check here's the food or you know tell me what you bought and give me the receipt and i'll pay you back and i'll write the uh i'll pay for it but man if you just handle it so that i can mingle with my guests i can enjoy the party i am all in right which is funny because when you say it that way i'm like yeah that would be way better to have someone do that but right. my first <laughs> reaction was not and that's where right. um one of the things he talked about was metacognition Mm -hmm. and, and being able to take a step back, um, this is my interpretation of it, and and see why you're reacting the way you're reacting. And so, like, just in that little moment, it was interesting to think my first gut reaction was, no, this is my house. I'll buy the food. I'll do all that. And then when you mentioned a caterer, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that would be way better. <laughs> like, why was I so worried about it? <laughs> Right. So, you know, but your lizard brain sometimes doesn't allow you to be open to see another perspective or another viewpoint, which I think in our business, right, in sales, in helping people, we have got to have empathy yep. and we've got to be good listeners. So those are really good traits that a lot of people don't have. And in fact, I find salespeople just talk too much. We just need to shut our mouths and start listening. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is one of those those ways that, that um, by doing this quiz, seeing where your spots are, it will do two things. One, I don't know if you wrote those questions down or if you just pulled the quiz up again, but man, I'm going to go back and grab some of those because if we can help identify, you know, it, it's not like hard set, but if we can identify the traits of the people we're interacting with, it'll help us, you, you know, um, help them 
but also when we can sit back and say, oh, I see where I'm coming from with that, right? Because I always have mm -hmm. to be right. That's my my biggest one, which actually surprised me. But then when we talk about the whole food thing, well, no, you're not going to do it right. I'll do it right. This is my house. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just in So I think, you know, the, the being right is, is, is a, a strong trait typically of, again, someone in sales because it's our it's our wheelhouse this i'm an expert i'm an industry expert i am a professional and i know what i'm talking about and my client my borrower my realtor my referring partner doesn't know as much as me and so i better make sure that i just talk like crazy about what i do to make sure that they know that i'm an expert yeah right right and that is yeah. That it, it's funny you say that because when i'm meeting with people that is a difficult thing for me you know i know Everything says, get them to talk, be quiet, listen, like literally listen to them for real. But most importantly, let them talk, you know, 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. That is a difficult thing for me to do. <laughs> we want to impress them, right, with our knowledge and we want them to choose us and, and we want them to be like, oh my gosh, Chad knows everything. Like he's my guy, right? right? But a lot of times when you let them lead the conversation, they find that you, they're like, oh my gosh, that was a great conversation. He's so interesting, right? And you didn't say anything. Right. They did all the talking. Right, yeah. So, you know, the, the being right thing is something that um, I, I did not score high. I to back down and say, all right, well, there's another side to this story, right? It's not right. And, or, you know what? That is not gonna be the sword that I fall on. Right. I am not going to argue a point on something that really is inconsequential either to me or to the situation that I'm in. And I'm just going to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's a great approach. It's definitely apparently for those of us that have that that one as our high one, it's not the easiest of things to do. That's for sure. Right. Some people can't do it. There's no doubt. Right. But I do think if you can do it things are so much more peaceful you know i usually say i'd rather have peace than be right right although you know there is some satisfaction there but not to the point of my own personal peace right right yeah and there's yeah. you know it there's yeah even if you end up being right you're still going to be wrong because you're not going to convince them you know especially if it's on a big topic you know Politics. Well, you're not listening. Like you're proving by being right. You're proving you're not listening. Right. So, you know, I, I like this this quiz. I think it, it was fun. It was a little eye opening and a little like, oh, yeah, validating like that is me. But we'll post this in our LinkedIn group that we have. I'll post the link to the lizard quiz once you post the link to this podcast. And anybody that's listening that wants to take it again or take it for the first time, I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and I think the the great thing about this is it's going to help you see where you're coming from and therefore be aware of it when you're interacting with others. And then you can also, especially if someone's lizard brain is really fired up, if it's really fired up, you're going to probably quickly identify what it is that's really bugging them. And then you can help, you can know that you can, how to work around that totally agree because it's going to give you some strategies you know on how to identify what you're dealing with and what you are 
right? So that when you have a, a mismatch or a conflict, you're able to, you know, kind of have a more intelligent, empathetic conversation than trying to just, you know, have friction and then you don't get anywhere, you don't make the sale, you don't make the customer happy, they walk away frustrated, right? And then nothing happens. Right, right. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, um, the book is called Still the Lizard, and the website again is lizardquiz.com. We'll put a bunch of this in the uh, on our LinkedIn page. Anything else, Cheryl, that you want to talk about around this subject before we sign off today? I don't think so. I'd love feedback, though, if anybody takes the test, um, if they wanted to leave any comments, you know, in the LinkedIn group, I think it would be really fun uh, to hear what everyone's takeaways are uh, and, you know, sharing ideas. Yeah, absolutely, because that's that's what makes us all better. So, well, guys, I hope this was helpful. Um, again, grab a couple of these takeaways and act on them this week because you cannot elevate without effort. Have a great day, everyone.